was a, a holy night. It was a night when everything changed. For a message from heaven was declared that a savior had been born. That God wouldn't leave us in our darkness, but through his love, he sent our savior, Jesus Christ. That's what Christmas is all about. And I was just pondering how how that message is, is still so relevant for our lives. We live in an age of technology and, and people seem to be so removed from, from times when things were a little slower, a little more contemplative. And so we're always on the go, always receiving messages that are coming to us, particularly with, with these devices. I'm not railing against the devices because we are, we're so dependent upon these devices. I was just thinking, these devices keeps, keeps us up to date. It, it, it provides us messages that are sent to us. On that Christmas Eve, just before Christmas morning, messages were sent from God to the people he chose to use. Once the message came from, from one of the the silent characters in the manger. It came to, to Joseph. Pastor George, you know his story, the story is, is there in Matthew chapter 1, where our message for this Christmas Eve service is coming from, Matthew chapter, chapter 1. Beginning at, at verse 18. Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18, the word of God says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. He called his name Jesus. And as we celebrate Jesus, we celebrate him as the light of the world. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? The great Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you've blessed us. That we might be in this sacred space once more turning our attention to your word. Now make us receptive to receive the message of your word. 
that you, Father, would get glory from our lives. That we remember the gift of Christmas, our Savior, born as the light of the world. May we declare his name and hear from you is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. The story goes that late theologian Karl Barth, when he was finishing up a lecture at Rockefeller Chapel there at the University of Chicago in 1962, he was receiving questions from the students that were there. And one of the students, Matthew, chose to ask him this this profoundly difficult question. They asked if he could summarize his, his life, his understanding, his study of God in one sentence. To which a theologian called Bart declared, without skipping a beat, that he could. He said he could say it in one sentence from a song he learned at his mother's knee. He said that he knew that God loved him because the Bible told him so. And I want to challenge you to to trust God and his word in this season because God's word is true and everything God says in his word, he is faithful to do. You know, when you recognize God's intervention in your life, you know that you can trust God with your life. That's really Joseph's journey. For if you understand and know his story, you know then that the first Christmas Eve was met with some confusion that Joseph, in our text, was in a precarious predicament where the woman he loved, the woman he was engaged to spend the rest of his life with, was found to be pregnant, and he knew that he wasn't the father. And there he was, days before Christmas, pondering what he was going to do about his predicament. He was taking what he knew and was trying to make a decision for his life. And so he thought that he had at least two options, Charlie. He, he thought that he could He could divorce her publicly, making her a public spectacle, and and as a result, at minimum, she'd be put to public shame, but at worst, she could receive a public stoning. Then he had another option where he could divorce her quietly. He could give her a certificate of divorce and a witness of two people and send her on her way. So he decided, the text says, to Divorce her quietly. At least that's what he thought was the best way. He thought that this was a better way given his context and his situation. But then Jesus shows up. Then God shows up with a message from an angel that invaded his dream. This emissary from heaven gets into Joseph's dream and he gives him a word from God. He tells him to not be afraid to take Mary to be his wife. He tells him that what conceived of Mary is of the Holy Spirit, God at work. What he tells him, that he shall be called Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Before this revelation, before this divine disclosure, before this declaration from heaven, Joseph was moving on his own understanding. 
what it teaches us is that even when we are not aware, even when we are unaware, it doesn't mean that God is uninvolved. For God was at work. And the angel of God came to him to let him know that, that God was at work. And I want to tell somebody on this evening as we celebrate Christ and we look at the, the story of Christmas, that one of the things that Christmas teaches us is that even in moments where we are unaware, even in seasons where it seems silent, we serve a God who works behind the stages, who's always at work, and we can trust the work that he does in and through our lives. That's what the angel reminds Joseph. He tells him that, that God's at work. Reminds us what Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, that we should trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge him. And when you trust in God, he will, he will clear some things up. He, he will make your pathway straight. Listen to me. We can trust God's word to direct us in every situation. In this context, the angel comes with God's word, and God's word, don't miss this, brings assurance. Look what he tells him. He says, do not fear. God's word brings guidance. He says, take Mary as your wife. And God's word reveals deliverance. He said, because she will have a son, and you will call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. I want to encourage you to realize that God's message, God's word is real. That God's word is relevant and that God's word really works. And as we celebrate Christmas, I want to encourage you to try God's word, to obey God's word, to apply God's word, to trust God's word. Because when we see the truth of a Savior being born, it is evident that God is faithful to his word. You know, in a book I recently read called Rootless Trust, the author, Brennan Manning, talks about the Exodus. John Kavanaugh, who made his way to Calcutta. He made his way to Calcutta to meet with uh, Mother Teresa because he was searching for the meaning of his life, what he should be seeking in life. And there he met her on that morning. She introduced herself to him, and then she asked him how, what could she do for him? John Kavanaugh asked that she would pray for him. Mother Teresa, Mother Teresa then responded to him, well, what should I pray for? for. Brother Irvin, this is what he says. He says, would you pray that God would give me clarity? Mother Teresa responded, I cannot do that. I will not pray for God to give you clarity. John Kavanaugh was, was, was surprised by her response, and he asked, he asked why. He said, because I studied your life, and, and your life seemed to be filled with clarity. You know exactly what to do. To which Mother Teresa laughed and she said, I've never had clarity. I always had trust. Saints of God, I want to encourage you to trust in God's word. 
who reveals Jesus, the Son of God, as the Word made flesh to us. Because God's Word is always true. Isaiah 55, 11, God says, So shall my Word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and it shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. God's Word says in 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, the 20th verse, for all the promises of God, some translation says, are yes and amen in Him. You can trust the Word of God. And in the Word of God, He declared that the time would come where He Himself would be our deliverer. And within the angelic announcement at the Christmas time, God declared his activity in our deliverance. To Mary, in Luke chapter 1, verse 30, the angels declared, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High God. The angel said he'll be the Son of the Most High God. To the shepherds, Later on in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. For unto you born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And then the angelic announcement comes to Joseph in the, in the text that we read. And it said, She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Listen, we can trust God's word to direct our lives, and we can trust the Son of God to deliver us to eternal life. It's right there in the declaration. His name shall be called Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The single most fundamental character trait ascribed to Jesus is his power to save. That God wasn't going to leave it to anyone else. That God himself would save us. In fact, in that Messianic Psalm, Psalm 130, verse 7, the psalmist declared, O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love. And with him is plentiful redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all her iniquities. One of the most important gifts that Christ brings to us is the gift of salvation. A gift that was declared even in his name. You know, names matter. Names often have significant meanings. When young couples gather and they're selecting names for, for their unborn child, they often look at the name's meaning. But when you hear the name Jesus, it is filled with meaning of the truth of who God is. For the name Jesus means Yahweh saves. Yahweh is salvation. In Hebrew, it's, it's Yeshua. Yahweh who saves. And the angel declares that our Savior's name declared his mission. 
don't miss this. There are others in this time who had the same name Jesus, and their name testified that a Savior would come. But Jesus, who was born of Mary, Jesus, our Savior, testified that he is the salvation who has come. In other words, God knew that in our sinful state, we couldn't reach up to him. So God in Christ Jesus, on that Christmas morning, came down to us. You can trust God's word to direct your life. You can trust God's son for deliverance to eternal life because the ministry of Christ was all about deliverance. When he made his way to a wedding in Cana, he, he saved the celebration by turning water into wine. When he's made his way to a well in Samaria, there's a woman who was living a meaningless life filled with emotional darkness, and he came as the light of light, letting her know that there was a greater way for her to live. In fact, Christ himself said in John 8 and 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus is the light of salvation. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the light of salvation from sin. Jesus is the light of our lives. And when we trust in him, we'll realize how his light can outshine any darkness you may be going through. I know in the Christmas season, there's some who are filled with joy. I know there are those who are walking through difficult seasons as well. I want to encourage you to know that Jesus can outshine the darkness that seems to surround our lives. Archbishop Desmond Tutu said, hope is being able to see that there is light despite all darkness. And Jesus is that light. I'm mindful of the English essay author John Ruskin, who remembers when he was a kid how he'd watch the light bearer of his community go and, and light the street lights. And there, as he was looking out of the window pane, he began to point and told his mother, he said, look, that man is punching holes in the darkness. I'm trying to help you understand that we have a Savior in Christ who we can trust because our Savior punched holes in the darkness. No matter how dark life may be, when you turn your trust to Jesus Christ, he can illuminate your life with hope and with joy and with peace, but you can trust him. We need to trust him, not only to outshine the darkness, but you trust him because Jesus, our Savior, he dispels the darkness. Darkness doesn't win when our Savior is involved. Jesus can dispel any darkness in your life. He dispelled the darkness of sin with the light of salvation. He dispelled the darkness of guilt with the light of his grace. He dispels the darkness of loneliness with his true and unfailing love. He dispels the darkness of pain with his unending peace. You can trust in him because he can dispel the darkness. Jesus is the light of the world. And when you trust in God's word to direct your life, when you trust God's Son for deliverance for eternal life, when you trust God's presence, you didn't know you can trust His presence for the rest of your life. But when Jesus ministered on earth, 
after giving his life for each and every one of us on Calvary's cross. He then was placed in a borrowed tomb. Three days later, he got up with all power in his hands. And there in Matthew 28, he told the disciples who followed him, who placed their trust in him. He told them to, that all power has been given unto him in heaven and in earth. So go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And look what he promised. At the end of that, that, that chapter, at the end of that verse, he says, And behold, I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. Don't miss this. And when you place your trust in Christ Jesus, you will be able to see, you will be able to declare, you will be able to behold that he's the ever-present God who will never leave you, he'll never forsake you, he'll be right there with you. He doesn't abandon you when things get difficult or when anxiety gets high. No, he'll be right there with you to give you peace. That when you have Jesus Christ, you have access to grace. You have access to joy. You have access to peace. You have access to hope. You have access to the presence of God eternally in your life. So I want to encourage you to allow the light of Christ to bless your life. That you might let your light shine throughout all the world. And that you too may be a blessing. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for the gift of Jesus. Thank you for Christ Jesus, who's blessed our lives. That when the world was without hope, our Savior Jesus came. He came to share hope to the whole world. That a Savior had come. And that through him, we can receive forgiveness of our sins. May the light of Christ shine throughout all of our lives that we too might let our lights so shine. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Just as I light this candle, in memory of the light that shined on that Christmas morning, I invite you to get your candles. And together, we're going to shine the light through the darkness to remind ourselves that Jesus is the light of the world. Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforest.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus, in person, on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.